0: We are looking for people who are creative, who are thoughtful, and who are innovators that want to build a different way of identifying innovative medicines and bringing them to the people who need them.
1: Welcome to How Do You EQ, the podcast where you will learn about EQRX's perspective on developing a company culture of creating change and dreaming big. Now let's hear from the team of disruptors, warriors, champions, and dreamers at EQRX.
2: Welcome to How Do You EQ, where you'll hear from industry disruptors and change makers, real people sharing real stories, trends and insights, and leading us in discussions about how to build, grow, and cultivate innovative companies that start with a people-centric approach. And we expect to have a little bit of fun along the way too. So I'm your host, Sue Hager, Chief Communications Officer and SVP Corporate Affairs and Citizenship. Join me on this podcast series that we call How Do You EQ, where we'll spotlight people we consider to be really thoughtful culture builders and innovative thinkers in the world of work. My guest today is one of my favorite people, a two-time colleague and longtime friend, Melanie Nalacheri, President and COO of EQRX. Melanie is a talented executive in life sciences with more than two decades of experience building and leading organizations in the areas of therapeutics, diagnostics, and drug manufacturing supply chain. Beyond her leadership experience, Melanie is simply a fabulous role model and mentor to many who contemplate careers leading successful life sciences organizations. So welcome, Melanie. It's really great to have you here. Well, virtually, of course. I was just hoping we could start our conversation today with you giving us a brief introduction to EQRX.
0: Thank you, Sue. It's a pleasure to be here. When we started EQRX last summer, the question we asked ourselves is, in today's age, we are literally in the golden age of medicine we can make remarkable therapies with the technologies and the science that we have at our disposal yet it is often not accessible to patients and so we are ultimately not fulfilling the promise that many of us made when we entered this industry and so we ask ourselves can we create great innovation, and bring it to people at radically lower prices. And the more we looked into it, we not only recognized that it can be done, but that it actually has to be done, and eventually that we needed to do it. So when Alexis and I started EQRX, it was with the mission to bring innovative therapies to people around the world at radically lower prices.
2: So that's really awesome, Melanie, because I think that for all of our listeners out there, probably everyone can identify either personally or with someone they know who in their lifetime has had a really difficult time paying for the medicines they need. And so I wonder, like, maybe we could just start at the top, because I have a feeling that there's a lot in the name of EQRX. So maybe you could explain to our listeners, where did that name come from? I feel like there's a lot of really purposeful intent behind it.
0: You're right. And it's uh, sure an unusual name in our industry. So EQ stands for equally good or better medicine. So in each drug class, what we're aspiring to do is bringing the best of innovation, equally good, always equally good or better medicines to people. It also stands for equitable medicine. So we're looking to bring equitably priced medicines to people. And it also stands Mm -hmm. for equal access because Access and wealth shouldn't really be the determinant of who gets access to what kind of medicine. And then lastly, we often say somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but there's a lot of truth behind it. EQ also stands for emotional quotient or emotional intelligence. We know that as an industry, we are very well known for our high IQ, the science, the thinking, the innovation that we've brought, but we need to put the EQ back into an industry very well known for its IQ. That's awesome. There are just so many
2: things about the company, what you're building, the brand that I really love talking about. And I have to say, it starts at the beginning with the name. Um, It's incredibly differentiated and so super helpful as you think about building a differentiated global brand and attracting a very different type of talent, if you will, to this organization with a super ambitious and some would even say audacious goal. So tell me a little bit, like what's required of the team um, in terms of what you're trying to build? What are you looking for?
0: Well, we have the mission to remake medicine. And so to really re-engineer the entire process for how we are discovering, how we're testing, how we're making, and how we're distributing and pricing medicines. And if you think about this, um, that has truly never been done before. Let's go back to the Mm -hmm. beginning. The first clinical trial ever that contained most of the elements of a controlled trial was conducted in 1747 in scurvy. And yeah. the first randomized controlled trials were conducted in the 1940s in the UK. So fast forward, right? We've been doing pretty much, we've been following the same process for a very long period of time. We're talking sort of 80 years here, if you go back to the trials of the 1940s. And so we are building a disruptor and we are trying to do so at scale and we're trying to do something that has never been done before. Mm -hmm. So what do you need for that? On the one hand, you need depth, you need a deep understanding of what the process has been, what's working, what's not working. So you need deep domain expertise in drug discovery, in drug development, in manufacturing and distribution, and in pricing. At the same time, we're looking for people who are not afraid to challenge conventional wisdom Mm -hmm. and asking the question of, why are we doing it this way? Could we be doing it differently? But I often liken it to the airline industry, right? When Southwest was built, it wasn't that Southwest started out and said, we build another airplane. They started out by saying, we want to democratize the skies. We want to bring people home for Thanksgiving. And we don't just want to bring them to the large cities, but we want to bring them everywhere <laughs> where they are. And so they completely rethought the entire business model. So what we are looking for people who are creative, who are thoughtful, and who are innovators that want to build a different way of identifying innovative medicines and bringing them to the people who need them. It sounds like you're looking for
2: a very unique um, phenotype um, for future employees And there, to me, there's like this underlying theme, um, no matter what expertise you bring to the table at EQRX, just listening to you talk, it sounds like for you, it's all about passion and belief in the mission. So is that... Is that fair? Is that a fair statement? And or how do you get people to be truly bought in on the mission from day one, if they show up with all of the requisite expertise?
0: Yeah, it's absolutely true. It's if you really think about it, it's a societal mission. And it's all about people, right? It's about humanity, and doing what we can for humanity, and bringing it to as many people as we possibly can. And so with the mission being about people, we've had an intense focus on our people from the Mm get-go. And so what we are looking for when we're speaking to individuals that could become part of our team is we want to find people who share this societal commitment and who want to be part of a journey that can deliver on this. Now, what we've done is we've made a lot of investments in people from the get go as well because we wanted to make sure that it's clear to anybody who might be considering a career with eQrx that you know we walk the talk mm-hmm. we put our money <laughs> where our mouth is and so we wanted to have everything people related be equally innovative but also incredibly supportive of those that are coming in and giving their all mm-hmm. to this mission
2: Yeah, um, it reminds me, um, someone once said that, you know, the world around us is filled up with people who just had really big ideas and refused to accept the status quo, and they chased a great vision. And so I wonder, as you're building your organization and building the culture of people who feel the same way, you know, what, what does the addition to culture, like what's culture ad versus culture fit
0: look like? And how do you guys think about that? So let me first start out by actually um, jumping on what you just talked about. In this very difficult time with COVID-19, um, this reminds me of someone um, that I have tremendous respect for, and that's Jonas Salk mm-hmm. and what he has done, Right. As the developer um, and inventor of the polio vaccine, it wasn't an easy route. He took definitely not, and in fact, it was it was competitive, and people didn't believe that he could do it. And eventually, he did it. And think about what he's been able to do for humanity. So, I I I think it's important to keep in mind that. Culture fit never really accomplishes anything because mm-hmm. what it does, it accomplishes a lot of the same old thinking, the same old speak, the same everything because people will try to fit in. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking for is I'm looking for people who can be additive to our culture. Now, you can ask the question, doesn't that create too much difference? And I don't think it does as long as as you have cohesion or cohesiveness amongst the team where it's clear that you have each other's backs. And so the culture we're looking to create is one where it's absolutely clear that it is very empathetic and The team is truly there for each other and joined at the hip in this mission that we want to accomplish together. But at the same time, I want people to speak up. I want people to take risks. If you want innovation, you have to build a culture where people are rewarded when they're bold Mm -hmm. and they're not penalized when something doesn't work. There will be things that will not work. And that's okay. We know that. But by accepting that, I do believe you end up building a culture that can truly not just aspire to greatness, but do truly great things. And so how do you scale something like that? I mean, it sounds like
2: you're really encouraging diversity of thought and humility and just being a big thinker, being disruptive. Tell me how you scale that. It
0: sounds really hard. Well, let's start with a little bit of humility. So, we have all the confidence in the world that we can build this purpose-built disruptor that we've been talking about. At the same time, we also still need to prove ourselves. So, I want to make sure that we are also all humble. We're still looking for uh, people who are humble and who also know what they. Know and what they don't know, and what may be experimental, and um, that some things may work and that other things may not work. I actually believe that this is the hardest thing for any innovative entrepreneurial company. Many companies start out with this sort of amazing goal, amazing mission, people being incredibly innovative, and then the moment they reach a few hundred people, a thousand people, perhaps more they turn into the types of companies that they didn't want to be and that they were trying to beat in the first place. Mm-hmm. So as many others before us, that's something that's really important to me. I put, and, and you know this because we've spoken about this, I, I believe that we have to make a real um, effort to trying to find a way to scale this unique culture. And I think this goes back to something we talked about a moment ago. If everybody else that we are bringing in is a culture bearer, allowing for the same sort of difference and the diversity of thought, but can be a culture bearer, I think you can scale it. And I really want to build this amazing place where we're accomplishing something that hasn't been done before is incredibly inspiring for people and just the place where they want to be, which is, I think, the other part to the solution, Mm -hmm. right? You want people to want to stay. So I want to give everybody who joins EQRX a reason not needing to leave, but being here for the long haul, because what we are building with, you know, 10 therapies on the market In 10 years or less that's a big bold build. so I want people in on the mission for the long haul
1: when new medicines come to market slowly and at high prices people can't always get the treatments they need imagine a world where new medicines come to market faster imagine a world where new medicines are markers for customer value imagine a world where people could focus on healing and not the price tag we believe there's a better way Learn more about EQRX's mission to remake medicine at eqrx.com.
2: So um, I really appreciate uh, the detail you provided on scaling and scaling culture. And I think we can all relate to organizations who tried to scale culture and it didn't work. Let's maybe take a step back and talk about the role of talent branding and what your perspective is in terms of leveraging talent branding to bring the right employees in
0: from the get-go. How does that work? So to me, talent branding is incredibly important because it's one of the vehicles how we can communicate to potential future team members who we are in a way that it is often not done. Mm -hmm. And I think this allows people to really understand, is this a team that I want to be a part of? And so we just rolled out our professional superpowers. No, what's that? Um, (laughs) Yeah, so we've created, you know, we want to have a little bit of fun as well, (laughs) but it actually achieves the goal. So um, we have four Superpower personas. We have the disruptor, we have the social good warrior, we have the champions, and we have the dreamers. And um, each of these embodies a certain set of qualities that, when they are all brought together, they truly create the dream team. And it encompasses a lot of what I've just talked about. Enough sort of difference of the types of people we need um, but it also allows people to identify themselves with you know who they are are there much more the um, the dreamer who has no bounds in how they're thinking about how things can be done differently or the social good warrior who is really driven by this first or foremost mm-hmm. um, or are you much more the I'm going to disrupt the entire business model of how um, biotech development and um, commercialization, how that's done? Or are you championing a new course for one of these disciplines? We need all of those uh, personas. And so, by uh, putting a quiz on our website, you can actually go through and you can see who you are or who you would most likely be if you came and joined us. And I think it's a great lighthearted way to, on the one hand, let people know how important it is that um, they understand who they are, but also who we are and whether that's a fit. And especially in today's age where everything is sort of lived pretty much virtually and digitally, mm-hmm. this is a great way of exposing anybody to who EQRX is. And it doesn't really stop online, but it, it we're playing it through with everything that we're doing. So I think it's a really interesting
2: approach because it definitely gives candidates a perspective on the organization that one might typically not get just by reading news and press and doing your requisite research before an interview, right? You get a little bit of a sense for what the culture is like, how you may or may not fit in before you go in for an interview. So it's almost like a little bit of a self-selecting vehicle. Is that
0: accurate? Yeah, it's definitely true. We feel like we are really putting ourselves out there and what it would feel like mm. um, if you were part of the EQRX team. And we think that that's a way to making a candidate experience us that is really atypical. And I think it is additive to then meeting us in interviews, which of course today are over Zoom, <laughs> but you know, meeting us and, and deciding is this the kind of group and team that you want to spend time with? Sure. And I also think, you know, it gives
2: candidates really an opportunity to think about themselves from the perspective of just really being authentic when they show up for an interview. Um, I mean, if the company is going to be out out there, if you will, with personas. I think as a candidate, if I were interviewing, I would think, okay, well, I can really just be myself and um, show up the way I am every day. So, What advice could you give to a candidate? How did they show their innovative spirit or how do they show up and demonstrate their dreamer warrior?
0: Well, here's here's another fun fact about EQRX. We love our coupons. So (laughs) we have thank you, Q with a capital Q cards. We have, and we send thank you messages to each other we love deals in the queue um and we say come sqr so to your question um we um we really want to see people uh Way they are. We don't want them to try to be anybody else. We understand that in today's day and age, that's even more the case. I mean, we're getting to know literally everybody's family, everybody's dogs, everybody whose cats walk on the keyboards, and whose dogs want to be in the room, and what the kids are just doing in uh, sort of online learning. And it's super fun. Um, We love our cocktail hours. Um, But truly, we want people to be who they really are. I think that's just the best advice I could give anybody because otherwise you end up selecting into an environment that's not you. And so if you want to be in a place that fits you, then you just have to be who you are. So that's super refreshing. Um, And of
2: course, I have to say, I really love the cube puns as well. And so if I had to wrap up that section of our discussion, I guess I would say that was really cute. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw in a coupon and, you know. (sighs) Um, But maybe let's just switch gears for a second, Melanie, because um, I'm really curious for our listeners to hear a little bit more about your experiences as a female leader. And maybe you could share a lesson or two that you have learned along the way, you know, as you progressed throughout your career, what are some of the standout moments that you think about as you think about building EQRX?
0: Look, we've come such a long way, and I, I thought you were extremely gracious when you said um, uh, over two decades. I think I'm sort of getting very close to the three decades in the industry, and that reminds me, in my first job, um, I remember we had a dress code, and um, as a woman, you were not allowed to show up with pants. So that's interesting. Seems very that's hard to believe. Unimaginable, <laughs> unimaginable. today. Unimaginable. <laughs> yep, absolutely. But truly, I mean, what I believe in is that everybody should have the opportunity to gain a seat at the table. And this isn't just about women and men, quite frankly. This is about truly anybody. It doesn't matter what your inclinations are, what your gender is, what your background is. You Anybody should have the same opportunities to gain a seat at the table. Now, I think one of the most wonderful experiences for me has been as I got into positions where I was able to create a path for others is to see how much joy you get out of mentoring other women, um, helping them um, get into stretch roles and then see what they can do. And the amazing joy you get out of seeing the people around you do really amazing things. I have to say, like when, when you change someone's life, and even if it's just a small contribution, it is incredibly rewarding. And it's one of the things that I, that I truly enjoy. That's
2: super helpful. What's the
0: best advice you've ever gotten? You have something you can share with our listeners? definitely don't go for the title or the role go for the people you're working with or working for because they will take you places and they will open up opportunities so you can spread your wings and fly and i think that's that's always what i have done and it has served me incredibly well that's sage advice thank you for sharing that
2: so we're almost out of time here. Sadly, I feel like it went by in a heartbeat. Um, so before we close, do you have any additional thoughts that you want to share with our listeners?
0: Because I, I referred to Jonas Sock uh, earlier, perhaps I'll end with Jonas Sock. Um, he said, there is hope in dreams and in the courage of those who wish to make those dreams a reality. That is what EQRX is all about. That's awesome.
2: I love it. What a great conclusion. Thank you, Melanie. And thanks to everyone for listening today. And if you have enjoyed listening, I hope that you will consider subscribing to How Do You EQ on Spotify, Apple Adori, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much.
1: Does this sound like a mission you can get behind? Check out our open positions at eqrx.com/careers.